What it do, what it do, man. You're in the building, man. It's Mud Talk with Coach T, man. This is episode three, man. Thanks for tuning in. But I want to be quick and straight to the point right away, man. Listen, man. Rest in peace to George Floyd, man. Um, I mean, it hurts my heart that we have to keep going through this. You know, I I have two children. I'm African-American. I have a son. I have a daughter. And, you know, it it seems too often that we're having this conversation with our children about what's going on on the news as it pertains to white officers killing African-American people. Listen, man, my condolences to his family, you know, it's tough just sitting down thinking about that, you know, Soon, my son's actually about to start driving here in the fall. He's about to be 15. Yes, I said that, 15. And soon, he'll have his driver's license. And then, you know, when he's out, I have to worry about him getting pulled over and and and, and what could happen and if he doesn't, you know, do what they ask or even if he does what they ask, what's going to happen? And it's just absolutely ridiculous, man. Um I'm tired of people trying to paint a picture that, um, of of what type of person the individual was who was killed by the police. One thing I know, and I know from experience, unfortunately, is that when you are placed under arrest and you're put in handcuffs, man, it's not much that you can do. It's really not much that you can do. And... for a police officer to continue to try to just use excessive force while you're in handcuffs, it's just going over the top. This is going over the top. And it's really, it's really no way around that, like at all. Like if, if I'm arrested and I'm going to jail anyway, y'all already got me. What's the, what's the point? What is the point? The point is that it, it was something inside of that dude that wanted to kill that man. It was something inside of him that wanted to kill him. And I and I and I I don't hate to be this guy saying that because that's how I feel, man, and it's my opinion. Like I'm an African American and and I and I know a, a lot of white people. A lot of white people. I look look I, I got a lot of white people that came in my life, man, that are amazing people, man. Amazing people. And this isn't an indictment on on white people. Because I love all races. I, you know, I had the luxury of going to a high school where it was very diverse. It was very diverse. Uh, if you're a Mustang, stand up right now. You know, Miles Park Mustangs. You know, we, uh, the whole West Side, we went to Miles Park. Uh, whole West Boulevard, that is, we went to Miles Park. And, and it was very diverse. It was, you know, different races, different types of people from different um, backgrounds at the school. And I had the luxury of, you know, being friends with different types of people. And, and one thing you learn is that um, everybody's not the same. And just because I come from the from the projects and you come from a rich neighborhood, you know, that doesn't mean that when we're together that you feel like you're superior and, you know, superior to me. And, and, and I truly believe that because I've been around it and, you know, I've had some of the, you know, most amazing times with, with people that came from, from, from different upbringings than I did. So 
you know, I want to say that clear. I want to be clear with that, man. But, you know, honestly, I'm just sick and tired of it happening. Uh, my sister, you know, who does, who has actually been my inspiration behind me doing a podcast, one of, one of my big inspirations, she's a, you know, she just, you know, dropped the episode last night and it just touched my heart, man. And she's talking about how she feels about it. Because, you know, my nephew um, has to grow up and, you know, she has to worry about him. She has to worry about her husband. And, you know, it's just, you know, being black in America is, is one of the toughest things there is, period. Like, there's there's no way around that. There's no way around that. Um, you know, people are so quick to judge us because we're black that we honestly, we have little room to react in a way that's going to be accepted as, I, I don't know how to put it, man. It's, it, we, we, no matter what we do, how we react, somebody going to fear for their life. Somebody going to fear for their life. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that we got to walk on eggshells, man. The life has to be like that. But, you know, my condolences to his family, to George Floyd, to, you know, all the young people that, you know, have, have lost their lives at the hands of the, of the, of the police, man. And it's like something, something got to give, man. Somebody got to stand up and do something, man. You know, the president, some, somebody, somebody got to do something, man, because, you know, as we riot and, and, and we, you know, make social media posts, you know, we can do all of that, man. And, and it's good and it's great that we that we have the opportunity to let our voice be heard. But in the end of the day, man, like what's going to really happen in these in these uh, this law enforcement community? What's going to happen? How many officers are really going to step up now when they see something going going wrong? Like how many of them going to step up or will they step up? Or are they scared to get fired? You know, um, we all got to feed our kids. We uh, we all got to pay the mortgage. We all got to, you know, uh, keep the lights on. And, and I get that, man. But something got to change, man. Something got to change. And it, it, it has to happen. It has to happen. So I just want to touch on that first, man. Honestly, I had, a, I had a whole episode that I really, you know, had planned out that I really wanted to come on here and talk about it, man, and go into detail about different things but it's important man as an african-american for me to really speak up man and and not hide my feelings when things like this happen because you know everyone's voice matters right now right now it matters and and you got to speak up whether you're black white asian it, it don't matter speak up wrong is wrong all right So with that behind us, man, I just want to talk about quarantine, right? So quarantine has been going on for a while. We're finally getting um, some freedom here in the state of North Carolina. I finally got a haircut today. And if you know me, today was the most exciting day I've had like uh, in about two months because you know, you know, growing up, you know, at shoot, starting maybe eighth, ninth grade, I, you know, I felt like I had to get a haircut every week. You know, it's just a part of what you do. You know, it's just like a, you know, getting your nails done at 
if you're that type of person or you're, you know, getting a pedicure or whatnot or getting your hair done, like, I got to get my hair cut, bro. And I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't had this much hair on my head. And I mean, until today, I hadn't had that much hair on my head since 1999. 1999. And I mean that. And if you knew me in 1999, if you went to small middle school, shout out to the West Side Babies. Because if you went to small middle school, you seen me in 1999. And, and yeah, I had that hair on my head, bro. And, it, and my sister, man, she bagged me to cut that hair. Like, I didn't want to cut it. I did not want to cut it. I thought I was fly. I thought I'm about to get braids. But no, nah, man, that, that that wasn't the look for me, bro. It wasn't the look for me at all. So, you know, I had 1999 uh, written all over my, my face for the last two months, man. Just a head full of hair, bro. And I'm happy for it to be gone. And, you know, that's the best thing that's happened uh, since since the restrictions have been lifted for me. Uh, getting a haircut and, and I got my son's haircut too because he's looking crazy for a while but you know we here I'm back I'm refreshed I'm feeling good and and uh you know ain't nothing like that fresh haircut feeling you know no can't nobody tell you nothing but anyway moving on I want to just get your opinion man everybody out there like with no sports right now um we're hearing you know different things in the news. I listen to a lot of sports radio. I'm hearing different things about, you know, baseball coming back. I know I hear that um, hockey is coming back Um, overseas. They have uh, different leagues that have started playing again. What sport do you want back the most? I I forgot NASCAR. I know know they just had a race recently. Um, They've been trying to stay relevant for the most part. But as a sports fan, if you're a sports fan, which which sport do you want back the most? For me, I'm going to be honest with you. Again, I'm a hometown kid. My teams are the Carolina Panthers, the Charlotte Hornets, and the North Carolina Tar Heels. You know, last but not least. You know, say the best for last. But anyway, those are my teams. Uh, LeBron James is my favorite player. Uh, currently so a part of me really wants to see the nba come back just because i felt like this year lebron was about to get another ring even though i'm a hornets fan i want to see lebron get as many rings as he can seriously that's that's my guy so you know a part of me wants to see the nba back but a bigger part of me wants college football College football, okay? Because I'm going to be honest with you. The Panthers this year, this season's going to be a wash. Maybe even next season. I don't know when we're going to be good again. But that's still my team. And I, and I have the right to say that. But and I, I want us to be good. Let's be clear. But I don't see it happening. Definitely not this year. So, But college football, my Tar Heels, though, I'll put it like this. Last year. We went seven and six, made it to a bowl game. We we have some amazing talent on the offensive side of the ball. You got the return of the Mac. Mac Brown's back in Carolina. He, you know, he's doing an amazing job recruiting up there. Uh, we got some serious, serious, serious talent returning this year, and I think we we can compete 
to go to the ACC championship. You know, we, we can, you know, get to that game. I believe we can. Last time we were there, we played Clemson. I was in the stands with my son. I was one of few Tar Heel fans there. I, I remember like it was yesterday. Clemson had a squad as usual. But I feel like we held our own against Clemson. Last year, we held our own against Clemson. And so I would probably want to see college football back more than anything, just because it's something I can watch on Saturday, no matter what team is playing. Like, you're going to find a good college game on a Saturday. And, and you got kids that are out there really playing for something. You know, their heart is into the game. It's not, it's not about a paycheck yet. And they're out there really giving it everything they got. So I love watching college football. And if I was to choose a sport that I want back, it would be college football. Give me give me my Tar Heels on a Saturday. I'm ready to go. I'm driving up to Chapel Hill. I'm ready to go to a game. You know, get, get out there in Keenan Stadium, man, the aluminum jungle. And, you know, go out there and, and, and watch Sam Howell toss that ball around, man. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to college football. If I was to pick a sport. And maybe I'm biased because my other two teams – ain't making the playoffs. You know, I love the Hornets. We're in a rebuild mode. I love the direction we're going in with our young players, you know. Uh, But playoffs ain't happening this year, okay? Playoffs ain't happening with the Panthers. So the Tar Heels, we, we could win nine games, you know. And to me, that's great. I'll take that. I'll take that. That's something I'll be willing to watch. So, and looking, and I would look forward to watching that. So, if you give me a sport back, definitely college football. And if the NBA was able to come back and play some kind of, you know, I don't know, man. I don't even know how it would work. But, you know, if they were able to jump into the playoffs, maybe play some warm-up games before the playoffs start, I would love to see LeBron, you know, go out there and, and get, honestly, what he's worked hard for with the Lakers this year. I mean, he, you know, him and Anthony Davis, you know, and the way things have set up in the NBA this year with the Warriors, you know, kind of going through their issues and, you know, other teams not being as dominant, you know, the only team I thought might, would, you know, compete with the Lakers would probably be, you know, the Clippers, in my opinion, because you got Kawhi Leonard, you know. But outside of that, man, I think that, it was the Lakers year, man. It was it was their it was their year for LeBron to go ahead and get him another one and uh Anthony Davis to get his first title. And I was looking forward to that, you know, so that hurts that, that the NBA is gone, but definitely college football and NBA would be something that I would want to bring back. Um if it was up to me. That that's on my wish list. But we all know that you know, it's probably not going to happen. The NBA is probably not going to resume the season. The season's probably not coming back. But college football, I believe there is some hope. There's just too much money on the line with college football. I believe they'll figure it out. Uh, they'll figure out a way to to keep the players safe um, and, and play some games, man. And, you know, uh, hopefully allow fans in the stadium at some point in time. So I believe that's definitely going to happen. But, you know, once we do get sports back, I think we'll appreciate it more. We'll appreciate it more. Um, I think that, you know, especially like with the NBA, with the season being so long, 
we take the, you know, the first half of the season, honestly, for granted. Because, you know, we feel like, you know, it's not going to get serious until the second half of the season, after the All-Star break, and then when, you know, when it's time to make a playoff run. That's when things get entertaining. Like, from a fan's perspective, that's how I look at it. But I think now we'll appreciate it more. I'm not saying that I will watch all 82 games, but I think I'll, I'll tune in a lot more. You know, I appreciate it a lot more. I'll probably go to a few more Hornets games. You know, I think I'll just appreciate it more. I won't take it for granted because we know that um, if we've learned anything through this COVID-19 pandemic is that everything we thought would always be around (laughs) has gotten taken from us. With the exception of those who were able to still get their check during during this COVID-19 pandemic. And shouts out to God because, you know, I didn't miss a step, you know, and that's through the grace of God. You know, I know a lot of people that lost jobs, places that closed, um, people that were laid off, furloughed or whatnot. So, like, I believe that I'm blessed to be able to still hustle and get to it during these times. So um, I just want to thank God. He he kept me covered. I was able to still make it happen and, and, and put food on the table for my family. But I want to wrap this episode up by saying, look, I know that I wanted to talk about some other things this episode, but, you know, what's going on in this world right now, sometimes it's more important to talk about the now. And the now is... How can we stand up against the police brutality? What can we do? What can our children do? How can we prevent this? You know, how can we come together to to make sure that it's not another black person getting killed at the hands of the police? Like, what can we do? And and I'm sure everybody's, you know, racking their brain. But because of the, the different emotions, the anger we're feeling, the pain. Um, it's hard to really think straight, you know, it's hard to really think straight, but, you know, there's so many intelligent people in the world and, and we have to really come together and figure it out. We got to figure it out because we can't keep allowing this to happen, man. It can't. I mean, we can't, we can't, you know, it's just, it's just sad, man. It's It's disgusting. Uh, it makes you sick to your stomach to even see the videos on the internet. It's just, it's just something I can't, I can't continue to sit back and not say anything. I got to let my voice be heard. This is my platform right now outside of social media. And I'm using my platform to say something. I'm watching a lot of athletes that I know from my city that are, are standing up and saying something. You're a millionaire, don't keep quiet, bro. You're a business owner, don't keep quiet. You're a politician, definitely don't keep quiet. Y'all got to say something, man. Money runs the world, man. And if the people with the most money is just keeping quiet, stuff's going to keep going on. Somebody got to do something. Somebody got to say something. We got to come together. Look, I love y'all, man. Thanks for tuning in to Mud Talk Episode 3. Rest in peace to George Floyd. Let's come together as people. And let's prevent this from happening. Happening again.
Okay. Love y'all. Mud talk. We out.